This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The, the defense, what well, Griff was saying about how they're sort of having to, it, you know, they're trying to take away Devontae Adams. Carroll says after the game, we did some things that we wanted to do in the game plan on defense to try to slow down Devontae, take him kind of real seriously. We gave up way too much in the running game. We did not play the run worth a darn. We didn't get that done as is reflected in the, the data. But, you know, you could you could envision that. That's what makes it so frustrating. You could envision how that was going to be challenging for them because, yeah, they struggled against what Tampa Bay did, where they mixed up their tendencies, but also when they're coming out in 21 personnel, two-back eye formation looks, it caused Seattle schematic difficulties. And obviously with Devontae Adams in the week, Clint Hurt was talking about how, in the lead-up to this game on the Tuesday, he was talking about how, they needed to pay attention to where Adams was and how they were wanting to disrupt him in the past game while also trying to honour the run game. And you could see how that was going to play out as a dilemma and a difficult one for them to, uh, to pull off to an extent because they are a bit talent deficient in some areas. They can't quite get away with stuff, I think, in, in a way that gives them comfort. And this is why this seems to play out. This is why it's reverted. But then Pete was asked as a follow-up if the Adams stuff came at the expense of the run game just to double check, because his initial answer, I thought, was actually pretty strong in kind of blaming the game plan in that we shouldn't have focused so much on Adams. We got to stop the run first, because if you think about the success they've been having, it's been when they've stopped the run, stopped the run, stopped the run, uh, and then they've got into their past stuff. That's how Pete Carroll has always sort of caught defence, whereas I think this system is a bit more halfway on early downs. Now, and the Fangio system, which they've transitioned to in 2022. Now, in that follow-up, Pete says, that's what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, somewhat. We did a lot of stuff to keep him out of the ball game. Um, remember, he had those 40-something targets coming in the last few weeks. But then Pete mentions that he had probably had 10 or 11 today. So it didn't really, <laughs> despite them taking him out of the game, 
in 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 that they were trying to bracket him a lot. They're trying to put a safety over him, which obviously removes the defender from the box, and it removes that run defender. It makes run fitting slightly more difficult. Despite them doing that, you know he still had a lot of targets because he's going to get his yards. He's their best player. They'll manufacture yards. He had eleven targets, seven catches for seventy-four yards, ten point six average, and zero touchdowns. So. He didn't go completely off, but he still had a very productive game. Yeah, and and Griff, you 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 sort of mentioned before we came on air, but you're sort of thinking they just don't quite have the talent, or is is that right? Yeah, well, so the whole idea is when you've got when you have more. No, no, let me let me let me let me restart. Um, no, when you're trying to plug more let's, than let's one hole, you turn here, Griff. Yeah, I'm you turning on that phrasing mm-hmm. and i'm approaching the green light again or i'm approaching the intersection and i have a green light there we go mm. have there you looked you over your shoulder i checked the mirror's side everything but i also have right of ways so sometimes you just have to hold your breath and hope you make it out okay um the um so when you're trying to plug multiple holes or address multiple issues like eventually there's going to be a weakness somewhere, a schematic weakness on paper weakness. And the best way to accommodate that, um, that weakness really is to just hope you have a talent advantage to, to overcome that. Just so like, just like Seattle playing cover three for a decade, you could get away with when you have Earl Thomas, because he's a difference maker than you. That means you get to put your chips in other baskets because he'll take care of that. Like he erases the disadvantage of continuously being a one high safety, and then you can be versatile in other areas. So if Seattle wants to play, get double coverage on Adams whenever they want, that means the overhang slash flat defender slash curl seam defender, whatever the coverage is, the guy to that side has to be a coverage-oriented player um, and in order to do that, you have to make the front work so that they're not put in some ridiculous con- run conflict, run pass conflict. Um, and so, okay, you can do that, but then your front might be so soft against the run, you have problems. And I'm wondering if when we watch the tape, will we see that? Will that be at play here? You know, will it just, will the, will the tape be telling us something really clear cut? I hope it does. Um but again, it's really bizarre to me that Puna Ford just can't defend the run if they're not if he's not playing the right front and the right technique all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's it's hard for a lot of guys like Al Woods regresses in that front a little bit too, and he still did some things in the run this game. Um, but like it's it's tough. So it, it's a it's a balancing act, and um, you know it, it's. You know, it, it, this conversation lends itself to talking about the draft, but we're not obviously there yet. We don't need to be there yet. But yeah, it's uh, you, you can't you can't address all issues all at the same time. It's impossible. Yeah, and and Karu brought up as well. He brought up that what's different about the last two games is that they basically used a fullback. And what's really frustrating is while the Tampa Bay game they got a bit caught out from uh, you know, they didn't expect Tampa Bay to run the two back stuff. The Raiders game, I, we I was literally saying we were all saying before the game, hey, this is going to be a tough matchup because the Raiders have an Adams and they are a twenty-one personnel run game where they found something against Denver where they lent on this powerful run game, this powerful fullback. Seattle knew going into this game they'd have to stop that, 
they, they'd have planned for this and they just didn't get it done. So, I mean, that's pretty, pretty worrying and it's not a good sign for the future. Like coming into this game, Las Vegas was three and seven. And just circling back to the point about focusing on Adams, even on the replays of some of these passing touchdowns, like the one where Brooks is matching the t- uh, Foster Moreau uh, with inside leverage, he ends up scoring on a corner route. Brooks is in good position, but, you know, well, one, the pass rush didn't get there. That's a different subject. But two, Diggs has come down. He hasn't played like a deep half as though Brooks was expecting him to. After in his press conference, Brooks says there was a miscommunication on the play. They, they didn't quite get it right. He was expecting someone there. Diggs comes down because Adams has come down. Uh, and he's focusing on Devontae Adams. And I think they had even more uh, bracket-like calls where they just double-covered Adams more than just playing a cloud to him and a zone over the top, uh, cover two to him. So I do think that will show up um, in run and pass as a way of... There was another play where folks on Adams hurt them. Oh, the, the game-icing touchdown run. Josh Jones is playing... I think they're playing tight will six, so cover four to the strength and cover two away. Josh Jones' backside safety doesn't really make the tackle on because he could have made the touchdown saving tackle, but he's so focused on Adams to start with because he's playing the deep part, but also it's Devontae Adams. So big, big frustrating. And Ty also uh did they have three quarterback hits all in the first few, few uh plays and then nothing yeah. on Derek Carr? Yeah, the I think that was wasn't it. there, was it? No, it wasn't at all. And that was a big reason for the third down issues, right? Like they just weren't able to get him off of his spot at all. And he, you know, he's. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. He's better than people, you know, give him credit for, right? Yeah. Especially with his progressions. Like, he's he's a good quarterback. He, he can dissect the defense pretty well. And, like, you give him time, like, he's going to carve you up. And so... Yeah. Real quick, Ty, you mentioned third down issues. Yeah. They, the Raiders finished 8 for 14 on third down. So above that kind of magic 50% mark that Seattle's aiming to keep teams below but they started red hot on third down yeah and yeah it wasn't great yeah so you know that's really the story there um and so you know i don't know how you guys feel and obviously you know we'll see after the tape but like is it just is this a personnel issue that they're not able to get to the quarterback consistently like what what's going on what do you think is happening here Well, um, I I would say, because Griff took too long to answer, I would say that Derek Carr is a pretty good navigator of the pocket in stepping up, uh, kind of honouring his drop distance each time. And I think that hurt the edge rusher's impact on the game in terms of, okay, they can set a reliable edge each time, but at a certain point you need an interior rush. Mm-hmm. It seems like, and again, we will delve into the film, check out the film podcast when it comes out on Thursday audio, but we do it live on a, no, Friday audio, but we do it live on a Thursday night. But 
I would say it seemed like they had a lot of their like Brian Monet interior playing because mm-hmm. they're trying to defend the run from four down. But then when you get right. past, you don't get much interior rush. I think they're just missing that kind of explosive three technique kind of player. They don't really have that. Like Puna Ford's quick, right? But he ain't mm-hmm. like kind of a he's he... not like a first round kind of three tech. And I think that's if we, you know, Griff said about how we can think towards the draft. I think that is kind of what they're they're missing today at least. And then the other thing is Daryl Taylor is a, a real disappointment this season. No, no, yeah. don't just take my word for it. Like Clint Hurt said he can be as good as he wants to be in the offseason. After I'd said that, his talent last year was incredible. Now maybe he's got too light to pass drop. Maybe he's playing hurt. You know, he's been dealing with some stuff. Maybe the change to the new systems impacted him. Maybe he's just suffering a sophomore slump because it's his second season of NFL, actually playing NFL football. Maybe his speed rush has been a bit worked out and he can't do much else. But he's he's not even getting passing down opportunities. Bruce Irvin took the bulk of the passing down opportunities. I even saw Boye Maffe in there more than I saw Taylor on the passing downs. Mm -hmm. Taylor was the guy they were counting on to be the dude. He was he was ahead of Nuosu. So it's crazy that Nuosu's actually panned out, which is good, but Taylor yeah. just hasn't hasn't been there. And so the pass rush on the on the edge is like very one-sided in in Nuosu. Irvin can offer a bit, but he's 35 years old and he was never like a crazy good rusher. He wasn't like your number one type that Taylor still has the potential to be, but we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. But it's clearly not working out with him at the moment. So they're missing that edge rusher as well uh, to complement Nuosu. So I think interior rush and edge, but so everything, but, but Griff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think ultimately Carr, he mitigated a, a lot of what was pressure, what could have been pressure. Um, mm-hmm. Nuosu and Irvin both had a handful of rushes where they were kind of winning at that gray area, the eight to 10 yard area where they're getting the corner on their tackles because their tackles aren't very good coming to this game. That's what further makes the whole thing all the more disappointing. Um, but then Carr's just really good at stepping up and knowing just how much time he has to get the ball off. Um, like he's really good at that. It always has been. Um, it was weird. Like Puna Ford had two really clean pass rush runs, like honestly, some of the best reps of his career as mm. a three technique pass rusher really early on. And then he was quieted the rest of the, you know, the rest of the game. Um, so yeah, ultimately like, I mean, Al Woods had a couple of bull rushes, but it, it it wasn't enough. And Carr in general is just a guy that manages pressure really well. Um, I I feel like you know outside of outside of what we talked about with the run defense, um, they kind of have a problem right now with Kobe Bryant. You know, mm-hmm. uh, matching stuff in nickel, and I don't know. Is, is it just, I mean, because, I mean, last week I said, like, he had good coverage on some of the ones that he gave up. But he's just struggling. He, he struggled this game. Maybe he just struggled this game, you know. Uh, Mike Jackson didn't have his best game. Um, mm-hmm. Then he was competitive toward the end, so it's not like he went down without a fight. But there, Devontae yeah. also made that ridiculous catch on him. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. Jackson had a fine game, really. Like yeah, he, he, so. he, you know, he had a nice pass breakup. Like he's that one-on-one catch he gave up was really tight coverage. Devontae's just a joke. Like he's just so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Brian, you're just seeing the ups and downs of a rookie who's playing like probably the hardest position in the defense, uh, especially in the back yeah, of seven. That's fair. By the that's way, fair. Um, 
we saw Trey Brown a little bit at left side. Yeah, I don't that, know. That was cool. Did... He got rotated out there. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was interesting. He got like one series, maybe. I need to see the snap counts. But uh, yeah, with Bryant as well, like obviously the pass rush not doing it doesn't help because and he will get picked on a bit. But he got stacked to the top of roots a lot, and I think. He may have uh-huh. been asked to do a bit more kind of inside matching that he was less familiar with. I think that is what the tape will, uh, will reflect. But like, I come back to the fact that, I mean, I know Pete likes to big up his guys. Like, obviously, that's his his whole thing. He supports his players. But he really did, like, his praise for Brian in that um, press conference that they kindly let me... Oh no! In the press conference in Germany, where he he said like you know he could he's going to be the, one of the best nickels in the league. Like he clearly they clearly believe in him in the sense that I think he'll get the job next year. Maybe they'll push him with another vet. But like yeah, he's here for the long run. I think it's just, yeah, just no, like a learning process. But he definitely yeah, had a tough game. One. Now in in the interim, though, it is ironic, and I don't I think it's they should keep sailing on the path that they're on. But it is ironic that when they go into too high, they actually ask their linebackers to get depth, and they're they always end up making plays in too high. And then in cover three, one way they could help Kobe Bryant is if they stack their zones more. But they're just not gonna. They're playing. They just want them to hug the running back now, because it's it's mostly in cover three when Bryant's giving a lot yeah, of that stuff up. Like even that Quandre Diggs first interception, the uh, like Bryant's beat on the crossover over the middle because it's so hard to play. Like it's yeah. just the um the throw was off for some reason, and then the second digs interception, Cody Barton's brilliantly matched with depth to your point, Griff. In the too high world, he's brilliantly matched with depth. The the, the tight end up the seam with inside leverage, man turned it in in a beautiful fashion, and so <laughs> I don't know that. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to overreact to it, but it does. It I just get the sense with the defense. Yeah, they got this talent thing, but I also, I don't know if there's like mixed messages, mixed motives. They're not quite on the same page as defense coaching staff because they've made the same, they've kind of done the same thing that was an issue at the start of the year in, in like you know game plan issues and uh, like obviously yeah. Pete clearly was not happy with the game plan. And, and I he, wonder he chose to fixate on the two back thing, and he that's because he was also asked about it. But that was kind of a big deal that the beat cottoned onto the the fullback deal. But I think just as bad was some of the gun runs where, like, you know, they're just going like five, seven yards a carry. Like, you're just like, what are we doing here? And it seems like, you know, they're always in that four down, too high kind of look. Um, yeah, rough. Sorry, Giff. 